This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm Zoe Forsey and I'm your host this week. And I'm very excited this week because I'm actually recording for the first time since before the pandemic in the Pod Save the Queen studio. So I'm back in London, back in the Mirror's office and recording with all the tech gear, which I figured out how to use myself, which is very exciting. But somewhat stealing my recording location thunder is our royal editor, Russell Myers, who, well, Russell, where are you? Well, this this moment in time. Hello, by the way. Oh, no, it's it's very nice to see you in the in the studio. I th- I feel that this is another moment of us sort of bringing the fabric of our lives back together somewhat. But I am currently in a hotel room in Amman, the capital of Jordan, because which I think we've been trailing for a little bit. I've been very excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, well, I'm on I'm on Charles and Camilla's tour, and it's going swimmingly well. It's been absolutely relentless as you can imagine it's been pretty sunny i'm sorry to say <laughs> i mean I, ha- I haven't even had time to ask people what the weather's back, back, like back at home but I, I i'm sure it's miserable and i'm sound. gonna lie and say it's beautiful sunshine yeah, yeah, it's like heat wave weather i'm actually like a bit the sunburnt the sunglasses are out and i've just been you know drinking cocktails in the evening and definitely not I've finally good. given out and got on the got a mascarf out and oh, but, gosh. You know, we're gonna, i might just stay here Almost at the point when we can say it starts feeling Christmassy, which makes the cold feel better, but not quite Fair there enough. yet. But well, listen, good. it's uh, everything's it, it has been it has been good here. It has been relentless. We got here, gosh, on Monday, as uh, sort of, well, actually it was Sunday night, sort of the, scoping the place out on Monday, making sure we were all prepared, and then the tour actually started on Tuesday. So we've done two full days. I think there's. As I speak to you, it is about half past five over here. It's half past three in London. And uh, the couple more things tonight. I think Charles is going to give a speech. He gave a speech speaking about um, Jordan's uh, place in the world and its sort of um, humanitarian efforts with a huge, huge refugee um, issue here in Jordan. And to their credit, as Prince Charles was saying, he has uh, they've taken on... Gosh, there's 700,000 refugees since 2011. They're just wow. Syrian refugees. I mean, it's, I think they're up to sort of three and a half million um, of other nationalities. So they are a huge welcoming society and we have been absolutely welcomed um, with open arms here. And I'm sure that Charles and Camilla have really enjoyed themselves. But, um, but something I did yeah. want to speak to you about was the breaking news that we have which we were just speaking about just before we came on air well i was going to say actually we seem to be get it seems to be becoming a bit of a, a habit really that break news tends to break about an hour before we sit down and do this which always makes us a bit more stressed and throws things out but we've got some we've got some megan markle breaking news another tv interview from her but we've also much more um you know kind of some lovely news from the queen haven't we she should return to work this afternoon but this does, yeah, this does seem to be happening because, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we are getting a few little updates on the Queen's health. Now, we know that she has been, I say, forced 
I think probably for her own good, on doctor's orders, been asked to take a little back seat because she had been taking, um, you know, quite relentlessly her schedule over the last couple of weeks. However, we didn't see her at Remembrance Sunday, uh, which was very, very disappointing for her. I know, you know, from people I've spoken to at the palace, she was utterly determined to be there. She'd returned from Sandringham, that mini break that she had, um, in order to be there. But as someone who has done their back in more than once themselves, uh, she strained her back and it can be very debilitating for, you know, a 21 year old such as myself, uh, let alone, <laughs> if you, let alone if you are in your mid nineties. So, um, however, she has been resting up. She did, uh, you know, do an engagement at, uh, at Winter Castle today and, Prince Charles in the last hour has been asked over here in Jordan about the Queen's health. And I think he has sort of moved to calm the fears of a nation because he just said, she's all right. And he then chuckled actually. And when he was asked, he just said, you know, once you get to 95, it's not quite as easy as it used to be. It's bad enough <laughs> at 73. Well, I'm telling you, I'm a little bit younger than Prince Charles. And uh, I, when my back goes, I can barely move. So fair play to the Queen. She has strained her back I know that it was quite a wrench not to um, be there at Remembrance Sunday but she was welcoming General Sir Nick Carter who is Chief of the Defence Staff in Britain and um, he is retiring and he's sort of stepping back from the role and he has they had a have you seen the clip they had a, had a bit of banter and she was chucking yeah. away and she back said on, back uh, on form it was like really nice like chatty queen wasn't it <laughs> yeah I mean listen let's be realistic I do like people have commented uh, I know I've seen a lot of stuff on social media saying that the queen you know her hands looked a bit discoloured or she'd look like she'd lost weight and I mean yes she's not been very well I'm again um if I've if you've ever done your back in, you just sort of laid up. You, you don't want to listen to anyone. You just want to lie in bed and maybe watch a film. You can't do anything. You definitely don't want to be eating. She had been unwell. This hospital stay on the um, the nineteenth of October, and so it probably stands to reason that she might have lost a little bit of weight. However, I thought it was really encouraging from seeing the video. Um, of the engagement at Windsor Castle because she was on fine form, chuckling away, cracking a couple of jokes, you know, said to him, um, you know, it's 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 probably easier to continue because he, I think um, General Sir Nick had been in this job for the last eight years and she sort of said, well, it's, you know, it's easier to continue once you're at the top. And I think that was probably a little reference to how she feels and we got, you know, there was another council engagement yesterday, which was she was supposed to be speaking to church leaders and they actually cancelled this uh, quite a while ago, knowing that the Queen was not going to be there. So Prince Edward read her speech out on her behalf. And quite poignantly, I think, um, she said something along the lines of, you know, it's uh, the, the passage of time, can, can the slow passage of time can catch up with all of us. And that sort of echoes what she said at the COP26 speech about none of us will be here forever. So it does seem like we are in this mode of the Queen is quite conscious of her own faculties, her own health situation at the moment and and maybe is conscious of making a comment on that. But I think the reason why they chose to put a sort of front and centre um, 
and recalled this meeting today was to sort of allay people's fears and I think it probably has done that you know she might have lost a little bit of weight but um, she was on, on fine form and that is uh, and that's terrific news as as Prince Charles said himself just an hour ago she's alright and it probably does look like that, uh, that that is the case I thought she looked absolutely lovely I really like the dress I thought that the pattern on that dress was beautiful and I thought the shape of it was lovely with the with the pleats at the bottom um, it's quite quite different from the Queen it wasn't quite as as you know the kind of bold colours um, it was really nice I loved it what did you think? Well I had seen a few comments on the social medias actually about the dress and there was quite a lot of people who were who were all for it very nice flowery pattern um, I normally seem, see the Queen in quite bold colours but maybe yeah. maybe this is her autumn winter wardrobe well, exactly. it's a bit perfect more toned for- down um, perfect for those autumn winter nights spent in the castle so I, you know, I don't think we're going to see anything major from the Queen. I still understand that she's still planning to go to Sandringham for Christmas with all the family. Um, that was obviously one of the purposes of her visit to Sandringham, back at Windsor now. And I think we're going to see her rest up, <coughs> rest up a little bit more. But back to the tour, because I do think seeing, you know, Charles and Camilla being the first royals to go on tour and god it's only been two years i know it's so exciting isn't it as soon as it was the shots of them you know kind of when they get off the plane and they walk down the red carpet that was like the moment for me i was like oh this is actually normal we're back to it again and it's so lovely like that yeah it's been sort of seeing some you know familiar faces people i haven't seen for quite a while working with palaces again um getting used to working within country teams which can be quite uh quite difficult <coughs> and demanding at times but um it has gone rather well and i think there's been you know a packed schedule yesterday they went to jesus's uh ba- place of his baptism today they were sort of walking in his footsteps uh, near the sea of Gal- galilee um went to this amazing place and i know you saw your my picture on Instagram earlier that we put on the pod save um, page so this place is called Ummas which is the third, fourth century um, archaeological Roman ruin It's a, and it's a, such an impressive place because you can stand at the top of it and you can see the uh, the Golan, Golan Heights, you can see Lebanon you can see the Sea of Galilee, you can see Syria in the distance, it's very very impressive and you know Charles and Camilla have been great sports because it's been, you know, it's quite arduous walking up steps and stuff and I think we forget um, you know, they're 70, both 73 as well that they are really taking on quite a lot with this tour it's been, it's been quite a busy schedule they've split up a couple of times um, did you see the footage of Camilla arriving in one of the engagements in the super powered Tesla vehicle with Queen Rania driving the Tesla I saw I saw the stills of it but I didn't see the full video and the, the so stills were there. great she looked like well, she was I, having a great time <laughs> no joke well they, so Queen Rania just sort of said after the engagement come on we're jumping the Tesla the headlights, you know, outriders and what have you, as you do, outriders. So they got there, I don't know, still like a good 20, 25 minute journey through mm-hmm. the city. And they and she took her to uh, this children's centre that bears her name. And they were talking to a lot of refugee kids about um, just general sort of life skills, talking about keeping yourself safe at home. A lot of these kids have come from um, pretty dysfunctional 
backgrounds and homes. And uh, and it looked like they were having a whale of time. I was very impressed with Queen Rania driving this Tesla in sky-high stilettos. I mean, very, <laughs> very impressed. Um, that is a she, whole new skill. Yeah, I know. It, was, it sort of blew my mind when she got out of the car. Um, but it, they seem to get on very, very well indeed. And of course, for those who don't know, there is you know a lot of intertwined relationship between the Jordanians and Britain and the two royal families. And we have, um, you know, an awful lot of presence here as well. There is an awful lot of security presence here in the region, in Jordan. Uh, we are doing work with UK AIDS as much as, as, as the Americans are as well. There's a huge defense um, presence here. And so, uh, you know, it, and, it, and I think gen- generally, genuinely, they, um, they do seem to get on. And of course, Queen Rania is on the Earthshot judging panel as well so oh, yes, there is course. there's an awful lot of uh, sort of cross party references so um yeah it's been flat out day i've just got back well um so we were at ummas and then there have been a couple of uh, engagements this afternoon and uh, where prince charles was making those comments about the queen and then they're going to be at the british ambassador's residence later Again, I believe there's going to be a bit more commentary about Jordan's hospital. Sorry, I think so. I think there's going to be a lot, you know, a few more comments about Jordan's hospitable nature in in helping those hundreds and hundreds of thousands of refugees who have come through its borders in the last decade or so, and uh, and certainly Charles was paying tribute to um, to them and uh, and the organisations that are working with them. So. Fully, fully packed, um, back on the plane in the morning, going to Egypt, landing Cairo, and then we are going to have a really, really busy couple of days. However, it, um, it does, you know, that does look quite interesting as well, because we are going to be able to go to uh, a couple of very, very interesting places that I can't tell you about, but <laughs> I will save them. I will save them for the Instagrams and I will save them for, uh, for, the, for the show next week. It looks like it's going to be a great a great few days, isn't it? I'm very excited to hear exactly where you go. So what's been your highlight of Jordan so far? Um, undoubtedly, I mean, I didn't get to go to the baptism site uh, because yesterday because I was at somewhere different because I'm setting up to go to Umass. And I think more people who know about Jordan will know about Petra. I think it's you know, one of the most famous archaeological sites in the world. They may know about Jeresh that I was lucky enough to go to in 2018 with Prince William. And they, when Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, lived here with her family, uh, when her father was a BA pilot back in the day, back in the 80s, they had, there was a quite a famous picture that had been in all the newspapers. And it was of uh, Michael and uh, and Kate sitting on a rock and they took William to the rock and he sort of posed, he was a good sport actually, he posed up outside it and he thought it was rather funny and they gave him this big placard with the big picture on it, which he found most amusing. So Jared Jeresh <laughs> is a stunning, stunning sight. But Ummas is just um, absolutely breathtaking because of those different places you can see. You can see, you know, the, right the way sort of the 360 view from the West Bank over to Syria and as I, as I said with Lebanon and the Sea of Galilee on the other side so really impressed with that 
less impressed with um you know it's not, not all glamour i keep telling you lot it's not all glamour with these trips <laughs> eating, eating a soggy sandwich that's been in my bag for f- five hours and then having to get in a bus with you know 20 other people that is this bus should only have about 10 people on it for three hours so uh and then rushing around doing copy but it's a very privileged position and, um, thing, and you're I, not getting any sympathy i know, from me, I, know and I don't I think know. you're gonna get any sympathy from any Listen, of our listeners <laughs> i i i do realize we're a very privileged position and and it is just wonderful to be on the road again. It has been a long, long time coming. And um, and listen, we've got great loads of content all on the website or we put some on a, on my social media. You've done a sterling job putting it all over Podsave. And so, um, yeah, our listeners, get in touch and let us know what you what you thought about at all. Or what, what I can, maybe if I'm in Egypt, what more do you want to see of it, I suppose? Definitely. Yeah, we always love to hear from you uh, to find out kind of what you what you want more of or what we can, um, any information you want. But moving away from tour and moving back, it seems like, as it always does when there's like a big event, the uh, Remembrance Sunday, which was only four days ago, seems like forever ago now. Obviously, yeah. we found out in the, found out kind of shortly before the event that the Queen uh, was, wasn't going to attend. Um, but it was still, we had all the other royals out as normal, didn't we? And Kate, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge, ended up taking that kind of centre stage point, which I'll admit I was a bit surprised by. I kind of thought that Camilla would possibly be in the middle because that would make more sense to me with, they were on the balcony. Uh, it was, so it was Kate, Camilla and Sophie Wessex. But so why, how did that positioning end up happening? I don't know. And I don't know if anyone was able to explain this, to be honest. We did, I have asked and I wasn't given an answer. And I think it was possibly an impromptu um, issue. Maybe because, you know, the two elder stateswomen either side of Kate may made sense. Um, maybe I always, I do think on, you know, whenever I see Camilla, she's not, too keen to to be centre stage and I think mm. she is willing to let other people shine you definitely see that on engagements whether it's her uh, talking to a small child at this children's centre yesterday or she's dealing with you know I've been to um, some of the Ebony Centre uh, horse riding events with her she's really great with the kids and making sure that they get a chance to shine and I do think that that is right for the family as well I think that she's I saw someone say that she is sort of quite tentatively um, nervous about taking the, the, the big job, as it were. When, when mm. you know, Charles does eventually become king, then she does realise there will be a lot of attention on her. And um, it's not necessarily she doesn't want it or doesn't necessarily know how to deal with it. I think she is confident. She's very confident on... Um, it's interesting speaking to some of the photographers here, actually, because, you know, going on these jobs, working with members of the Royal Family day in, day out, and some may have their favourites or that they've <laughs> enjoyed working with a bit more yeah. than others. And the ones that they have a relationship with. And Camilla, all the time, whether it's photographers, reporters, always say that she's very respectful of the journalist being there. She knows exactly what you know, the, uh, the game is, I suppose, because... She is there to promote and help a charity or an organisation promote what they're about. We're in order to report what she's doing or any member of the royal family. And so it works hand in glove. She knows that in all, she needs to be on form and to, 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 to make the engagement work. And sometimes when that doesn't happen with other members of the royal family, you think, well, it's just a massive shame because everyone else is there. You're only yeah. there for half an hour, an hour. So if everyone was on their best form, 
then you just make it work and everyone's a winner. And when it doesn't happen, it is really disappointing. Mentioning no names, because I'll end up in the tower. <laughs> but Camilla is, is definitely one of the best. And yeah. she's she been to be a massive on massive form here. And I think maybe it was a touch of that. She didn't necessarily want to be, you know, oh, she's taken the queen's place. Whereas I don't think people would assume that of Kate. That's really true, say, actually. Yeah. So that was the my take on it. I thought it was possibly maybe it wasn't purposeful you know these things are normally all purposeful aren't they so I, I reckon it was Camilla saying no you stand there and then um, then she wouldn't be you know the fact that she stood in the queen's shoes and is the queen yeah, ill and, stepping in and for yeah, sure, that's very true for sure. so I think it was prob- probably managed and if it was managed it was probably managed by by Camilla um, exactly and yeah. I know not a thing to mention really on Remembrance Sunday because it's such an important day but I loved Camilla's hat she Remind me of the hats because I was gonna I was gonna talk about the only thing I knew about was was the fact that um didn't Kate re- recycle another outfit that she'd worn uh, fairly recently two thousand eighteen yes, I believe it? so but it was the yeah Camilla's hat was one of the kind of uh, feather fake feather style um hats which is oh. really lovely it really um stood out I'll pop a picture of that on I think we have already actually, a bouffon but... a bouffon picture. The puddy, yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of like a, the black, the black hat, big, big statement hat. But it had some of the kind of feathers, or I don't know what they are. Are they? I'm not even going to try because I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass myself by saying the wrong type of feather. But it was really nice, a really lovely, uh, strong look from her actually that I really looked. And as always, it's always a really emotional day, and you can always really see in the royals' faces. But it was, it was Prince Charles in particular that really stood out, um, who looked very moved by you know by this year's event in particular which i guess must have been a very difficult day for him i know obviously he's taken the place of laying the wreath on behalf of his mother but to do it without her watching over must have been quite difficult for him yeah i think that those pictures there's a couple of pictures that were quite striking there was also, he, i mean he looked teary eyed yeah um you know it wasn't that particularly you know, when it's in sort of a cold morning you could sometimes say, "Oh, the, the cold was getting tough," but he he did look very um, emotional. He did look sort of glassy-eyed, and uh, and Sophie Wessex was as well. She was pictured wiping a tear away. Listen, it's a very emotive, emotional um, event, of course. Added significance, of course, with the Queen not being there. I think the announcement went out barely ninety minutes before she was supposed to appear, and was a shock because the information that me and my colleagues were being given all week really was the fact that you know when we revealed that she was flying back um you know not only go to to Sandring but then she was flying back in order to make sure she was ready and rested and then she goes and does her back in and it's and it and it is unfortunate I don't think there's anything more than that it can't a bit a back strain is quite different to your sort of popping one of your discs out because she is walking she's been walking today she was standing a very different walking up the corridor and shaking hands with someone and doing a couple of photos than getting ready, getting in a 25-mile car journey, getting up the steps of the foreign office and then standing on the balcony for 20-odd minutes or whatever. So don't think there's anything too much to read in it. Um, I think we touched upon the Queen's health or appearance earlier. People will obviously make certain comments, but I think from looking at the video... 
of her talking to uh, General Sir Nick today, I think that you can determine the Queen is uh, is on her way back to to, <laughs> to full fitness. If, if, if that's um, that's if that's the best we can hope for, yeah. Which is what we what we want. And so Meghan and Harry also marked. Well, it's Veterans Day over in the US, isn't it? So they um, visited. Uh, a army base and met with service members and their families um which was really nice lovely to see them doing bits to mark the day obviously last year they went and laid um a reef and took some photos of that but it was this is more of a kind of a set it more of like a, a royal vibe engagement wasn't it of going out and meeting people and chatting to people which was really nice um and it was well, the- you know what on that that's probably what they you know don't, i don't think anyone people getting stressed about last year about how they were commemorating war dead I mean I think that's a bit unfair sometimes but it was the way it was done because there was a whole controversy about whether he was allowed to lay a wreath or not and then he wasn't allowed to wear his uniforms and then they took their own photographer to go to one of the national memorials in in the states and some people thought that was a little bit crass to be putting the photos out, just do it sort of privately. But I suppose when they haven't got their own social media presence, then it's, you know, it's very difficult for them to get a message out there, whether it's a message for a charity or a message of thanks to, to military heroes. So yeah, this, this, um, this engagement at the joint base Maguire's Dick Lakes, Dick's Lakehurst. It's the departments of defense only tri service base. So I suppose that's, What's that? Yeah, oh, the oh, well, we call it. It's the Air Force, the Navy, and the Army, not the Royal Air Force. But anyway, forty-six thousand members of the armed services and their families live on the base. It's absolutely colossal. They had lunch Huge. with them. Huge. That's so and, many people. Uh, blimey. This is six branches of the military. What else have they got? Coast Guard, National Guard, I suppose. That's five. Oh, yeah. What else? We need our American cousins to get yeah, in touch. Yeah. Well, what with else? Us. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell yeah. us what we're missing. And they discuss what was um really interesting as well with they the statement from archwell said that throughout their visit uh megan and harry discussed mental health the value of community and living a life of service so it's that kind of mental health um you know the pushing for mental health awareness which obviously they spoke about before quitting the royal family and since then and again there's the the life of service which is they like um, that quote don't they they like really it. do yeah <laughs> they really do Anyway, what did you what did you space, think? Space Force. What's Space Force? <laughs> These are some sort of Trekkie or something. So don't listen to him. That's um, going to be right now. We're going to look really silly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But listen, what from, did you what did you think? Let's cut to it. What have you watched this Ellen trailer? I have. Um, I was really surprised when it dropped first because there was loads of. T- I remember after they did the Oprah interview, there was loads of chat about they definitely weren't going to go to Ellen, even though their friends, you know, their neighbours aren't they? And didn't Ellen pop over and see Archie when he was born? So we knew they were pals, but there was lots of talk, and I think lots of people saying they definitely didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and I think that what I think sums it up quite well is that you know. Um, in the quote that Ellen tweeted was, you know, an awful lot has changed for the Duchess of Sussex since she last was in the studios. And that was what the trailer was really hooked on, wasn't it? It was talking about Meghan's acting days and when she used to go to the the lot where they film Ellen, but she used to go there for acting auditions. So it was it was very, very different. I was expecting it to be talking about Royal, but it seemed to very much be talking about her in this trailer anyway. Um, but yeah, it was a, a funny story, wasn't it? And I think actually uh, Dan's going to drop in a little section of the trailer in for you all to listen. 
Um, so your car that you used to drive to auditions was a very, um, a oh. very special car. Yes, it had a life of its own. So I had this very, very old Ford Explorer Sport. And at a certain point, the, the key stopped working on the driver's side. So you couldn't get yourself in through the door. So after auditions, I would park at the back of the parking lot. And I would open the trunk and climb in and then pull it shut behind me and crawl over all my seats to get out. That's how I would come to and fro. So what did you make of that, Russell? Well, I mean, I, listen, I, I'm not too up on Ellen. I thought Ellen, had, that was it. She, she was toast. What's going on? <laughs> was it, is, is Ellen still show? So Ellen's show is still going. This is the thing I'm most surprised about. So she it's was quite she a lot was, of negative interviews. Well, she was or... outed as a bully, wasn't she? And then she she probably did some big Hollywood apology. She was outed as a bully, um, allegedly. If that hasn't been uh, uh, squared off, but what I don't really understand what's going on. So I thought she was completely disgraced. Please get in touch with me, right? So. The, so then Meghan Markle appears on Ellen's show and sort of speaks about herself. I mean, it'd be very, I am interested in it. I mean, I was about to be facetious and say that's a minute and 25 seconds of my life I'll never get back. However, <laughs> people are going to be um, interested and they are going to be, and they're going to watch it. And so for Ellen, it kind of works. I mean, I, always, I found it a little bit tasteful when Ellen started speaking about um you know archie and how she'd been to windsor frogmore cottage and she mm. held the baby and you know i think ellie's career was a bit on the slide when she started doing that anyway maybe she knew what was coming um but enough about my lack of knowledge about ellen i, I, <laughs> I don't know i don't know i think listen Megan and Harry are still coming out with this misinformation thing they did they did it again this week and they are on shaky ground because of the last few days of uh, of the hearing at the Court of Appeal, um, there have been absolutely explosive testimony coming out from you know former palace aides um, such as Jason Knauf. We've been through this last week, I think, and it's no less extraordinary. It will be very, very interesting to see what happens um, in Meghan's case. And even if the, the the judges argue, which I think may be the case, that. This, the, the, the ruling still stands in that case that the Mail on Sunday were in breach of copyright, they're in breach of their privacy. Um, it's a very, very small point in law. And I'm no lawyer, but I, I know from speaking to people who've been covering the case that they think that the judges may side with Megan because it is a very, um, very, you know, it, again, repeating myself, but it's a very small point in law to then get over. It's very black and white, perhaps. And maybe all this stuff is a sideshow. Uh, some people said that the judges necessarily weren't really interested in uh, Jason's evidence. They weren't really interested in the argument for the Mail on Sunday's lawyers. So when that ruling does come through, everyone is going to be fascinated. However, even if it doesn't go back to the high court, as in the court, the appeal isn't granted, has a hammer blow been landed on Meghan's reputation? I would argue undoubtedly yes but perhaps that only is for British audiences maybe we have been taking a lot more interest in this than the Americans 
Who watches Ellen? I mean, it used to get massive <laughs> rated, but it used to, but it's hugely popular, right? She's a massive star. Who's now going to be watching Ellen? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the person to be able to but... One thing that I've learned trying to work out time difference of when, you know, like to work out how we're going to be covering for Mirror Online things. I always thought it was an evening show. I didn't realise it was daytime, but it's like 3pm, 4pm, depending on where you are in the country. Well, it's housewives and, and, and people carrying off their kids, isn't it? Like, I mean, that's yeah, quite I didn't early, know. Isn't it? Do you know what really stood out for me? Obviously, we've only seen a teeny tiny clip of it. So it might be a completely different the like the Oprah interview felt like a royal doing a sit-down interview. This felt this was a celeb interview to me. You know, like she was talking about her career. She yeah. had kind of, you know, like the you know, the way her hair and makeup was done. She was in kind of, you know, like jeans and heels and a shirt. This to me felt like I was watching a celebrity, whereas the Oprah interview didn't. It felt more like the same as when Fergie did her. It felt like a royal sitting down and telling all, whereas this felt like it was just kind of Megan doing a bit of a chat about her life and telling funny stories and telling, you know what these these kind of talk shows are, aren't they? That they're kind of, you know, you, you tell a funny story and you tell this little memory and you tell how you embarrass yourself and did this silly thing, um, which... You know, and it's it's those little details, I think, which is why people love them. But that for me was, it felt very, very different. So I'm really intrigued to watch the whole thing. Well, I think she was being quite disparaging about herself because, you know, she's coming for a bit of a tough time in the, in the press because people are, I mean, she had to, she's had to apologise to the court for lying. Um, saying you didn't remember a series of conversations. If you missed, if you didn't remember, you sent an email, you know, a couple of years ago fair enough but if you've categorically stated through your lawyers and I don't want to go into this case again because I think we've <laughs> chewed it to death but if you've categorically stated that you never cooperated with the authors of a book and you have now been found to have cooperated the, with them on a massive scale how on earth have you not remembered that it's nonsense so yes maybe maybe she's smiling through the tears at the moment because you know she's come in for an absolute bruising and i think regardless of the um the issues that the the, the court of appeal uh, judgment um is her relation is her re- reputation so tarnished in this country that she doesn't really have a standing here and then she's gone reverted back reverted back to the the smiley happy megan so you know overjoyed to be here and oh i was such a doofus back in my career and i did some silly things and talking to ellen listen i'm not the target audience but um i don't think it's going to wash with the public but we'll see let us know i'd what be you really think. interested to know when it was recorded actually if they recorded it before um before obviously the the uh court case stuff came out but who well, knows but yeah very much looking forward to seeing that um and now on to so prince andrew's been in the news again hasn't he yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna go quick fire on this because it is quite detailed and if you really want to delve into it then i suggest you can read uh the article that was our front page today in the mirror but um it's it's yet more bad news i mean not only for prince andrew but it's uh, another sort of allegations of sleaze allegations of misappropriation of funds um i will read you so i'll tell you a little bit about that story and i'll read you the response from his people because obviously they were um 
I think the, the the phrase vehemently denies comes up quite a lot with uh, with Prince Andrew, and it's normally it's it's around that vein. So this now essentially revolves around Prince Andrew taking a loan out of one point five million pounds, about two million dollars, um, and he took it out from a Luxembourg private bank and couldn't pay it back, and so it was paid off by a Conservative Party donor the Tory party and uh, and a chap called David Rowland wired the money to a London account of Bank Halivand and that is held by the Queen's well it was held by obviously the Queen's son Andrew but um, he didn't pay it back and the transfer was earmarked to pay off the loan that he had taken out just 11 days earlier now this is very very complex in the world of financial accounting why um, why this came about very interestingly the people who broke this was Bloomberg and they say the transactions offer a unique insight into something the British public has puzzled over for years how could Andrew afford his lavish lifestyle on a relatively monid income they also raised fresh questions about the potential conflicts created by his dubious circle which included the late paedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein so um I, 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 they they say, I mean, Andrew, who had operated as an official door opener for Roland, we know that that is, you know, what Andrew's uh, trope was, that he was opening doors for people. He was a great ambassador for Britain on the world stage. Whether that was, um, you know, it depends who you talk to. Some people will say, well, he actually did do some good. And other people say, you know, he was a right pain in the backside and he absolutely did some a lot more harm than good. However, I will read you what... Um, what his people say because they said we don't intend to comment on the veracity or otherwise of the string of accusations you have put to us and that was both us and uh, our Bloomberg before us um, other than to say that the Duke is entitled to a degree of privacy in conducting his entirely legitimate personal financial affairs on which all appropriate accounting measures are undertaken and all taxes duly paid. Well, that may be the case. However, it does not look good when there is multi-millionaires paying off loans that you have taken out. Nobody knows why you have taken them out. You're supposed to live on a fairly, I'd say, modest income, and it's probably modest for his sort of um flying around definition the world. to my very much <laughs> my so, definition much so. um again but i just think more uncomfortable reading for the palace more uncomfortable reading for him back in the headlines obviously we've got glenn maxwell's trial coming up imminently through court earlier this week i think and so what will that open will that open a pandora's box will he be named in those uh, investigations obviously the Glenn Maxwell case and Jeffrey Epstein ongoing cases are sort of very much intertwined and the uh, the um, US authorities have already said that they want to speak to him and they still haven't managed to do so so very much a case of watch this space and uh, no doubt we'll be talking more about all, all of those aspects of them of, of Prince Andrew and his associations in, uh, in two calls. Definitely. And like you said, it's an extremely complex subject that I had to, I won't lie, the, the story we did, I had to read a couple of times over to make sure I'd got it all correctly because it's such a technical thing. But I will pop that link on our Instagram page so if anyone wants to read through it properly and kind of find out the ins and outs of that case, they can do so.
And just a quick little thing to finish off on today, because it was some lovely news. It was the 11th, 11th anniversary of Kate and William getting engaged this week. So I asked you what your favourite memory was from that first uh, engagement interview, which is obviously the first time we heard the Duchess of Cambridge speaking. Rachel Mary said it was Kate's first royal blow dry was her favourite bit. Mrs. Rumpf said she thought it was Kate admitting she was nervous when she first met Prince William and how she scurried away. A lot of you said that it was when Kate asked if she could move the cushion, um, which kind of showed how nervous she was. Um, and Diana Art Journal said it was just seeing how happy William was and also hearing about the Levi's jean guy when she famously said that she didn't have a photo of Prince William on her wall. It was actually him instead. So some lovely bits from that. Thank you everyone for everyone who commented. It was lovely to hear from you all. So thank you so much for joining me this week, Russell. Enjoy the rest of your trip. I shall do. I am the reason why Ian Vogler, I know many fans of our good friend. Oh, Ian yeah, Vogler. we promised him last week. However, I'm gonna try and get him to do something. We might drop it in or we might do it next week. Depends how busy we are. But he he has given uh us the assurances that he wants to come on, but we were stuck in so much traffic he's had to dash off to go to the British Ambassador's reception. He's been using Ferrero Rocher. Seems right like it. That seems like a very so, complex excuse I'll get, I'll to get not him come and show. say hello to us. <laughs> I will get him on the show, I do promise. We'll be, we've been absolutely loving his photos so much so please pass on our thanks uh, for sending them over to us thank you to everyone for joining us as always follow us on twitter and on instagram at podsave and have a good week and until next time podsave the queen <laughs>